This is the Drive Time News Hour. Gil Gross, we every once in a while get an opportunity to chat with him. He is going to be hosting. He is hosting on Monday at 1 o'clock here on KFGO, the Labor Day special. I wanted to make sure we got him before he went off Labor Daying here and uh, wouldn't have to get in his way. And, you know, he... Uh, the credentials of this fellow here, it, he, you know, you heard him frequently filling in for Charles Osgood. He also was a substitute substitute host for Paul Harvey. He was uh, much awarded. And these CBS specials are tremendous. I don't want to, I don't have time to read your entire credential, but welcome back to KFGO. You're welcome, Jack. And, and thank goodness I'm, I'm sick of hearing of my past too. Well, I, uh, I read it all. It's it's good to have you here. I, I I hear tell on Labor Day that you're going to be talking about unions and Jimmy Hoffa and child labor and also the mascots. But let's uh, sports mascots. That sounds interesting. Can you tell me about that first? Let's have our uh, let's eat let's eat the frosting on the cake first. This ma- the sports yeah. mascot. Yeah, let's do the silly part. This has turned into a huge business. There were always sports mascots. They were generally volunteers or um, for big league clubs, they were, you know, an employee uh, who, you know, put on a costume or something. That all changed with Ted Giannoulis, who became the uh, KGB chicken. Nothing to do with the Soviet spies, had to do with the San Diego radio station with those call letters. And Ted, unlike most mascots, was entertaining. Yeah, he was great. He was fabulous. He did all these comic bits. He was kind of a one-off until the Philly Fanatic. And what happened with the Philly Fanatic was that somebody went to a woman who created characters for Jim Henson's Muppets. And the Philly said, hey, can you make us something that'll be as much fun as the San Diego Chicken? She made the Philly Fanatic. And out of that became a multi-million dollar business. Sports mascots are a huge business. And, I mean, there's hundreds of them now. The major league ones make a lot of money. The ones in minor league teams, eh, not so much. <laughs> uh, but still, it's become this huge business. And there is, you know, because it's not just the mascot itself. There's all kinds of novelties and things that are sold with images of the mascot. It's it's a job. That's why it's part of the Labor Day special. It's a job that you never thought of when you were a little kid and you're thinking, I want to be an astronaut or a firefighter. You rarely said, and, you know, I want to be the San Diego chicken. But uh, whoever that is in that costume these days is doing pretty well. You know, my dad was not famous for laughing, uh, <laughs> but I, I took him to an FM Red Hawks game and Ted Gialunas at the, the San Diego chicken, as he became known eventually. Right. Made Dad laugh hilariously, and I God, I wish I had pictures of that because he almost had tears streaming down his face. Now, uh, yeah, what what new are you going to tell us, or what are you going to refresh us on with Jimmy Hoffa on the Labor Day special? Well, we're actually doing a lot on labor on the Labor Day special, uh, which is you know different, um, <laughs> but unions are making a huge comeback. Just a decade ago, only 30% of Americans had a positive attitude about unions. And it, it was creeping up like every two or three years. Now it's up to 70%, 70%. So we go into, you know, what's happened, what's changed. But to set that up, we also have to get into how unions fell out of favor in the first place. And there were a couple of things. One, 
they fought technology, which destroyed a lot of businesses and didn't save any jobs. But the other part of it was, of course, that some unions, not most, only about 1%, but some, and they made headlines like the Teamsters, became uh, infiltrated by the mob and became, you know, basically became racketeering places. The Teamsters are the most famous. So we go into Jimmy Hoffa with investigative reporter Dan Moldea, who's done more work on Hoffa's story, what happened to Hoffa, and all of that than anybody else. It's, it's a fascinating story and gives you a picture of what unions had to fight back from, which took decades, and how they've changed to get where they are right now. My dad, he comes up again. He used to describe, I, I, uh, he, he described Democrats and Republicans this way. He said, uh, with, with all due respect to Teamsters and bankers, he says, well, the Democrats are Teamster thugs and the Republicans are banker thieves. <laughs> so, and I'm sure I'll have to apologize to both factors tonight at Duffy's, but this matter. Well, you know, maybe, but uh, here's the thing about Democrats and the Teamsters. Remember, it's the Democrats that fought the Teamsters. It was Robert F. Kennedy when he was attorney general oh, under yeah. JFK who investigated, wrote a what was a bestseller about teamster corruption called The Enemy Within. Uh, part of that uh, led to a very interesting thing, uh, not normal for unions. Usually Democrats support unions, Republicans not so much. But because of what happened with Hoft and the Teamsters and Robert F. Kennedy, the Teamsters trying to get RFK off of Hoffa's back made a deal with Nixon. Nixon gave a um, gave a um, actually commuted the sentence of Hoffa. Probably the worst thing that ever happened to him because he might have lived to ripe old age if he had not gotten out of prison. That said, Nixon commuted his sentence, and in exchange, the Teamsters supported Nixon. So. Wow. It, it's an interesting political story there. Well, we've seen it all, haven't we, Gil? Uh, Gil yep. Gross, also on the C- CBS Labor Day special, have a segment on child labor laws and child labor in the U.S., but we'll have to wait until yep. Monday at 1 o'clock for that. Gil, thank you very much, and uh, we can't wait to talk to you again in the future. You got it, Jack. Take care. Gil Gross with us here on the Mighty 790 KFGO.